The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. And we're back here to analyze this. Some programming notes for tonight, Thursday, December 21st on Channel 12, The Dozen. Uh, the PBS News Hour at 7 p.m. The Washington Report at 8 p.m. That's from 8 to 8.30, right? Then at 8.30, right? From 8.30 to 10, we got the Nutmagger, the, the, excuse me, the Nutcracker and the Mouse King, right? Join Alan Komen for the real story of Nutcracker with the beloved music of Tchaikovsky, right? And of course, you know, I'm a big... Uh, 1812 Overture fan, you know what I'm saying? I like the Overture of 1812 from Tchaikovsky. And then at uh, 10 p.m., All Creatures Great and Small and Masterpiece, Siegfried's first World War experiences resurface as he struggles to save save a racehorse. I'll definitely go watch this one tonight from 10 to 11. I know Dwayne, Dwayne, and, Dwayne and Ducks, I know I'm laughing after one. You hear me say, I go watch that one with a racehorse because you know what time it is. And then from 11 to midnight, uh, All Creatures Great and Small and Masterpiece, James TB testing plan mistakenly puts a prize cow in danger. So we got the PBS News Hour at seven, Washington Report at uh, eight to eight thirty, the Nutcracker, and the Mouse King from eight thirty to ten, and then two editions of All Creatures Great and Small on Masterpiece. And then of course, I'm an important company at midnight because it used to be eleven, but time turned back. Little bush tea discussion. We got a handle. Donald Duck School joining us this morning from St. Thomas. Good morning, Mr. Majority Leader. How are you? Good morning, Mr. President. I'm doing well, man. It's, it's season time. I ain't hearing my, 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 my seasonal Janelle, Janelle, Janelle and, 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 uh, and Stanley. And so, right? Yeah, we go, we, we, we go tap into that uh, shortly. Yeah, I, without a doubt. I don't want no white Christmas. With plenty of <laughs> snow. Give me I a bright it. Christmas with... That's why I'm talking about. That's why I'm talking about. Dwayne Henry, Councillor, good morning. Glad to have you on this morning. Good morning, Senator. So, Sousap in St. Thomas and Basel and St. Croix. Right? That's that's the deal? Sousap is medicinal, you know. They don't want to tell you about its cancer-curing thing. Sousap is medicinal. So, I drink some Sousap now and I get to flush up the system. Aim for the sleep. Everything... The most high, every, every, <laughs> well, that's what good, that's what good medicine to do, no, <laughs> right? Because, uh, because everything the we most, we have to drink it every night. Everything the most every high night. mech, everything the most high created got a medicinal benefit to it, or no? So I mean, okay, you know what I'm saying? And then I, that's why it is, the herb is good for man. Of course, so Eddie Bruce, Eddie Bruce, we, we got Basel and Saint Croix. And Sousap and St. Thomas. Eddie Bruce, let me know what's going on in St. John. And speaking of which, right, I, I, got, I got a story to tell you, right? Since you're talking about medicinal and benefits and all that stuff. My father, right, uh, uh, he, he and I, you know, we got real close uh, after I graduated from, from college in 87. Like for the next three years, right? And I'm not, you, you notice how I pronounce it, right, Dwayne? Three, not three, yeah. you know. The next three, three years, right? Three. Yeah. <laughs> right, till about, 90, till about 90, 91, we are get real tight. So one day he was, he was telling me, he said, Neville, <clears throat> I don't know if you notice it, right? But um, I like to give my patients a shot, right? And he would say, because when I give, when, when, when I write up a prescription, ain't no guarantee they're going to fill it. 
right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I like when they call me. I like to send them to Chappie and uh, uh, and and, uh, and Simpson. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. And make sure they get a shot. And and mm-hmm. and when the shot walk, they're supposed to go home and go to sleep. That's the, <laughs> because, that, because, that's the guy. No, because I, I need you to rest. I ain't in the business. I give you no shot so you could go run around and like everything is all right. right? <laughs> if you say you're sick, then you need to rest. You check? Right. So yeah. so when you were just talking about so up and sleeping, right? Uh-huh. I mean, oh gosh, it makes sense. You know what I'm saying? So, right. so, so, so you know, that's the guy that is true to your father because he was all of us, my, my children, doctor for many years at I used to complain every time. He used, <laughs> I used to say, Mr. Chapman, you got pills for this? The needle, no, man, the needle, yeah. wait, the, the needle waiting for you, man. The needle like every <laughs> single time. I never get more injection than from Dr. James or Mr. Chapman. <laughs> <laughs> the needle is there for you, man. Because I might give you the prescription. The majority of them, they're going to fill it because that's just how people are, right? But but he he can't take that for granted. So let me touch you up, right? But let me let you get something. Mm-hmm, and, and, and then do, do what you got to do. You know, gentlemen, uh, a great discussion, by the way, uh, with respect to what we're dealing with, with our infrastructure and you know, the recovery. The, typically, recoveries last 10 to 15 years, right? So uh, we're there in year six now. With the naked eye, we ain't really seeing what we what, uh, uh, what we hope we see him, but you know, hope is eternal, and hopefully uh, that will work. Now, the political issue that we enjoy talking about, and it's really a civics discussion that we have from time to time, centers around <clears throat> Mr. Controversy himself, Donald Trump, right? However, right, it hasn't been a good week um, for the Trump uh, camp and and its associates on Monday. And Doug School, you were in Georgia, right? You were in Georgia for a little bit recently? Yeah. Um, yeah. Mark Meadows, who was uh, his chief of staff, he was part of the Fannie Willis um, RICO, right? RICO indictment. And, yeah. and, and he, he, he did two things. Uh, the first thing he tried to do, no, it's not two things. He actually uh, appealed trying to remove the case from state court the federal court. That's the case. That's the situation, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Dwayne, Dwayne Henry? Yeah, removal, yes. Right? Yes. And that was the, the first uh, thing he did was removal. Correct. And Judge Judge Steve Jones, I think, is the, is the judge, said no. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, this case, you, you haven't made a, a, a legitimate argument uh, um, to, remove, to remove the case from the state of Georgia to the U.S. Uh, district. Um, because right. his argument was he was working under the color of office. In other words, yes. he was the chief of staff for the president, and what he was doing was federally related, uh, what have you. And the court said, no, 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 no. What you were doing was campaign related. It was right. not work related. So um, removing it from the local jurisdiction to the federal jurisdiction ain't going to work. He appealed that, right? And uh, Doug Skoll, um, Georgia is, I believe, in the 11th Circuit. Right, mm-hmm. and my son, he got unanimous slap down on Monday, my son. And yes. what it's saying is, um, the the judge who wrote the opinion, Judge Pryor, right? I think it's William Pryor, right? Or mm-hmm. Mark or Mark Pryor, whatever. I think it's William Pryor. He is considered a very conservative judge. He was appointed by George Bush, and mm-hmm. he said, "Look, that man, number one, the reason why we can't even help you is because you are now a former." Federal official, you ain't even current. The statute don't allow for us to 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 um 
address issues of former federal officials. And number two, just yeah. like in the, at the district court level, your argument is weak. There's no way that you could claim you were doing your job under the color office when you were clearly were working for the campaign. So let me start with Docs, right? Docs, there's a bad habit going on when we got issues that go before um, appellate courts and, and the Supreme Courts, where you're getting judged by your ideologies and not the matter in front of you. And we need to be careful with that, um, Docs, right? Because people are human and subject to change, right? Um, I might be, like, I, I, I use my, myself as a perfect example. Doc, remember the first time I ran and I was saying cry all the time? Yeah. I remember how, how that resonated and I run away, leave the crowd, right? <laughs> run first in the primary, run first in the general, run first in absentee, everything, right? Why? Because people like the fact that I was taking a hardcore stand for St. Croix to get better and get more. And then you get inside the arena and you realize, but wait, um, this is a territorial branch of government I walk in with, man. This is, yeah. this is municipal government, right? So now I got to weigh my, my, my campaign um, stump, which was St. Croix all the time, and balance it with the realities of what you're dealing with, Doc School, which is we got one government and one branch and one chamber in the legislature. You know, House and Senate is unicameral. One lick kill dick. In other words, mm -hmm. in other words, yeah. don't um, assume that because a judge is a conservative that they won't vote for something that uh, appears on the surface to be, a ma to be moderate or liberal and vice versa. Speak to that from an experience standpoint, Doc School. And then, well, and, and the, then Dwayne. The, 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 the issue with uh, these guys who claim to be Republican, and the, the former president called them rhino, mm -hmm. right? Is they actually believe that because the judges of a particular political persuasion, that they are going to not look at star decisive, right? You're bringing out the best out of them for all event. <laughs> <laughs> settled, settled law, right? Settled, uh, settled law. Yeah, man, and, I like and, it. And use use the constitution the way it is supposed to use to interpret that. Hey, no man is above the law. Uh huh. If you uh -huh. commit a crime, we're gonna use the, the the settled law that is there, and whatever uh -huh. that crime is, the facts have to now come and mess with that crime. And because you're Republican and appointed by the Republican uh, judge, a president, or a Democrat, president. Or a Dem I mean a Democratic president, yeah. then I'm going to take my chance and I'm going to go because you're going to side with me. That's not how it's working. And I pray. Remember Monday we were talking about uh, the Supreme Court with Donald Trump and his uh, immunity. With, with that, immunity. That, yeah. Yeah, his immunity that the Supreme Court will use the Constitution and the maintaining of the Constitution that no one is above the law and once the facts uh, collide, then they, they rule on that. But these guys uh -huh. are really on a mission to try to uh -huh. turn the Constitution of the United States and into, their, you know, into their playbook uh -huh. because of how many 
judges are appointed by Republican presidents, mm -hmm. okay? Or Republican governors and, and, and these, in the, uh, I mean, elected judges who are Republican. And I am happy, I'm really happy to see that they are applying the law and not looking at the person before them and the... Uh, and the person before them and the political association that is there, because uh, as the justice system and, and judge, the, their counsel know, where they adopted the symbol of Ma'at and have the scale, the blind, the blind female with the scale balancing. Mm -hmm. Okay? We want that balance. When we put your heart on the, on the scale, it better balance as light as a feather on the other side. And well, that is well, what is happening. Well, that's what, that, that's, that's what the fishermen don't know. They don't put the fish in the scale. And then, and then we charge you according to how much fish you take. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and what we charge you got to balance the amount of fish you're going with. Now, um, uh, Dwayne, does this mean that the argument that, that former President Trump would want to make for removal is pretty much dead? Given what happened Absolutely. with our, given what happened with our medals? Yeah. Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, they, it's, you know, they, they, he he made the same argument. Trump is making the same argument that Meadows made, which has just been struck down by the Eleventh Circuit. By the way, the Eleventh Circuit is probably the most conservative conservative circuit in the United States. And, conser uh, and, con and, and conservative and in quotes. Circuit up in Virginia comes after that. And you're putting conservative in quotes, right? Remember, that's what we're saying, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. It's high, highly, highly conservative mm -hmm. down in the 11th Circuit. Um, but uh, going back to what um, Doug says, too, is that judges are not crazy, you know. You might believe this personally, but unless you want to be professionally embarrassed, mm -hmm. you're going to go with what the law says. You can only the Supreme Court can start from scratch. All the other courts have to follow. You ready for it? Starry decisive. <laughs> I like it. I like and, it. And appellate courts generally rule on errors committed by the the trial court. If the trial right. court didn't commit an error, then the appeals court is not gonna overturn them. Right, and you know something, which means the original judge was right to begin with. To begin with, and and, 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 and all the eleven circuit courts said that yes, this guy is correct. No, there's a. Um, but, but we got we we, we got another civics lesson. Is going to take. We, we, I'm but, sorry? but we got another civics lesson out of that ruling, you know, um, mm -hmm. be, because right, um, oh. and they're asking Congress to step in now to fix this, even though all That's three judges. Right, voted against Meadows' um, uh, uh, removal uh, petition. The other two con judges who consented with um, Chief Judge William Pryor said, "We need to fix that statute about former former officials not yes. not having recourse right, right. after they're gone. Because right. if that's the case, when they when they're not working for the government anymore, they could be attacked and they need some protection." So that's yes. so. So this is a good civics lesson. I know, Ducks. Whenever we talk about civics, you like to hear that. But Dwayne, I want you to respond to that first, and then and let Ducks wrap it up before we go to the break. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Courts generally, especially the Supreme Court, in a lot of their rulings, they will say this is a political. That's why they're talking about codifying 
Roe v. Wade now. Yeah. Because even though it's been over, uh, overturned, the, the Congress can still go and pass a law, you know, pass this constitutional muster, that, that would enshrine the right to an abortion. Mm. And then the courts always tell the politicians this. They said, look, based on the law, we can't, you know, we can't allow this, but it keeps coming up. So the politicians need to fix it. The Congress, usually the, 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 the language is directed to the Congress, and they say the Congress needs to address this. And it's the same thing, right? The, the, I, I think it was a matter... Uh, I'm trying to remember what matter was associated with the Virgin Islands that we claim that the claim was a, was a federal issue. It, it might be the um, permanency of the cover over, right? Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. or, or something related with the cover over, but cover but, over. but 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 docs, we see it on a regular basis where judges and and Dwayne is a hundred percent correct. Judges will rule on something, but they're telling you, look. We're not ruling on it because we want to rule on it. We, we rule on it because we're forced to, based on the way the law is written. Well, Neville and, and, and Council knows this. When, when the formation of the, the Republican form of government was put in place by, you know, our good friend Alexander Hamilton and, and these guys, right? And where, where was he born uh, originally, sir? Well, he was born in a place in Nevis called Hamilton, was named after him, and then he migrated to the big island of St. Croix, okay. Okay. Where, where, where he gleaned uh, a lot of knowledge over there. That's, that's, that's what I'm talking about. But, but, but I just wanted to give you some credit, because I know you come from Ginger Land, and, and, <laughs> and, and, and you got Hag Hole and Barnes got and all them things down there, and Coal Hill. Let me know about Coal Hill as well, so I just wanted to make sure you know that we recognize that he came to being a Nevis. But, you know, the education, the high education level part comes from St. Croix. Okay? So, yes. Like, 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 like many of us <laughs> in the first of the Caribbean. <laughs> We're going to pick it up with Hamilton when we come back. Okay? We'll take a break. Yeah. Um, great bush, good start to the Bush tea discussion. We're going to Colorado next. That one yeah. gone well. We'll take a break and be back right after this. St. Croix. Bank of St. Croix offers CDs for education, homes, or vacations. Bank of St. Croix has two locations, one in Gallus Bay at 340-773-8500 and one in Peter's Rest at 340-713-8500. A penalty might be imposed for early withdrawal, new money only. Funds may not be transferred from existing Bank of St. Croix accounts to CDs. Rates subject to change at any time. Fees may reduce earnings and principal. www.bankofstcroix.com. Member FDIC. Don't you wish your life came with a warning app? That dog does not want to be petted. <laughs> well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome, but pre-diabetes does. Take the one-minute test today at doihadprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Experience the magic of the Crucian Christmas 4-Day 7 need. Join the legendary Stanley and the 10 Sleepless Nights for a two-night celebration like no other. 
on Saturday, December 23rd and Sunday, December 24th from the stroke of midnight until the first light of dawn. Local Christmas tunes, rhythmic dancing, and the joy of holidays light up the street of St. Croix. Each night begins at Ginger Thomas, heading east on Saturday, then west on Sunday. Set your alarms, gather your friends and family, and create unforgettable memories with Stanley and the 10 sleepless nights in the Crucian Christmas 4-Day Serenade. Hi, I'm Peter Sagal. You spent the week listening to the news. Don't you think you deserve to show off what you've learned on Wait, Wait, We Give You a Chance to Impress Your Friends with Your Knowledge of International Incidents, Political Gaffes, and the Latest Advancement in German Nudists. You'll be the life of the party or the death. Either way, you'll make an impression and you can thank Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. Saturdays at 1 p.m. and Sundays at 2 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. We're back here analyzing this, having a little uh, Thursday bush tea. I got my good friend, Dwayne Henry, my childhood friend, uh, Dwayne Henry, joining me this morning. Uh, he drinking some balsam and uh, the one and only Donald Duck School, uh, my legislative partner. Even though we, we tried to solve together, but it never pan out. It never pan out. It, it wasn't, the stars never aligned, Ducks, but but um, it aligning for good reason here. Uh, and WTJX uh, analyzes. Yeah. Good, good morning to both of you, distinguished Virgin Islanders. Good morning, Senators. Yeah, so, Doctor, we're referencing Alexander Hamilton's. Um, I think you're going to the uh, contribution with the as a founding father with the Federalist Papers and all that stuff. Go right ahead. Yes, uh, they, they, they set up uh, a government where you have three branches, and each branches have, you know, their own power, and the checks and balance uh, system that was set up that each branch is supposed to check the power of the other branch, and as Dwayne mentioned. Uh -huh. Once you go to court, uh, there's a term that they use and, 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 and judge, and let me judge, and Dwayne uh, can tell you, the, judge, the judges can say it is non-justiceable, mm -hmm. right? meaning that it's a, a political issue. Only the legislature mm -hmm. can deal with that issue because the, the court doesn't have the authority to make law, right? So once the court now make a decision, the legislature is now supposed to come back, right? And then correct that interpretation of the judicial branch as it, as it pertains to the constitutionality of those particular laws. So that is how that check and balance thing happened with the, 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 the Congress checking the executive branch because a lot of times right now we see where the elect the the, the, ju the judicial branch is now legislating from the bench level as you always speak about well, well case law uh -huh. case law will happen sometime man like i mean um yes the uh moral torpitude right here in the virgin islands right mm -hmm. yeah. but 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 case law right um, um and, 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 and as a matter of fact with, with the moral torpitude issue that came up in 2014 it's still uh, was in the legislature's best interest to codify it, right? Yes. And that's why I want to go to Dwayne, mm -hmm. right? Even though the Supreme Court said, yes, we believe 
um, a guilty verdict constituted um, um, uh, an argument that uh, there was a crime involving moral turpitude, it would be in the best interest. They, they, they didn't put this on the, on, uh, uh, in the ruling, but our uh, interpretation as legislators um, was, look, so that the court is not in the business of legislating from the bench, let's fix it because we have the ability to do that with the VI code. Do it, Henry. Yes, and that is exactly why courts um, um, suggest that legislators take action because courts don't like to legislate from the bench. And many times they're forced to, especially when politicians don't take action. And right. we just want a BNT. Classic example, the civil rights cases, uh, starting with uh, 1954 Brown and all the progeny that comes after that. And, and, and the voting rights um, cases and all this kind of stuff. Um, they, you know, that was politicians refusing to take action or taking action contrary or having action contrary to what the court thought was proper. And the courts had to come in and say, no, you can't do this. Well, um, well a classic example, a classic example is what happened, what happened in Michigan, right? Because we've had three states where folks have challenged whether or not Donald Trump should be on the ballot for the 2024 mm-hmm. presidential election in Michigan. Court of Claims Judge James Redford rejected arguments that Trump's role in the January 6, 2021 attack on the U.S. Capitol meant the court had to declare him ineligible for the presidency. Redford wrote that because Trump followed state law in qualifying for the primary ballot, he cannot remove the former president. Additionally, he said it should be up to Congress to decide whether Trump is disqualified under the section of the U.S. Constitution that bars from office a person who engaged in insurrection. In Minnesota, and we're going to go through all of them now so that the public you know, has a good feel for what we're dealing with. Last week, the Minnesota Supreme Court sidestepped the issue on last week being uh, early November, right? Let me see. Um, yeah, early November, the first week of November, right? They said last week the Minnesota Supreme Court sidestepped the issue by ruling that Trump could stay on the state's primary ballot because the election is a party-run contest during which constitutional eligibility isn't an issue. It left the door open to another lawsuit to keep Trump off the state's general election ballot. And then, of course, in Colorado, Judge Sarah Wallace at the district court level, she said... Well, I believe he engaged in insurrection, but I don't believe he is an officer pursuant to the language in the Constitution. And then the Colorado Supreme Court um, disagreed um, on Tuesday, and he is, as we speak, off the ballot pending you know, an appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court. So we got three different interpretations. Michigan saying, no, Congress is who got to speak to this. Minnesota saying, this is a primary issue. We might take it up for the general election, and Colorado right. saying, Colorado State Supreme Court saying, no, he can't be on now, right? This is good civics uh-huh. discussion. I want to start with you, uh, Dwayne Henry. Isn't this uh-huh. actually excellent for what the founders wanted as it relates to states having their own interpretation of how to deal with things? Because people clamoring and saying, well, this could create chaos. All the state them should have a uniform law. Not necessarily, Dwayne Henry. I don't necessarily agree with that. That's right. The Constitution itself says that the states are supposed to control its own elections, which is why these uh, things are starting in state court and not in federal court. Mm-hmm. 
If you notice. No, no, no. If no, no, if he appeals, if he appeals the Colorado uh, ruling and it becomes a Supreme Court issue, then at that point it could become federal, federal, yeah, uh, fed, part, not, not necessarily federal law, but uh, a federal yeah. uh, guidance, right, so to speak. Right, right. At that point. Yeah. But until then, but but, but the Congress clearly intended it to be um, state controlling, mm -hmm. which is a double-edged sword because that's what the states use for polling taxes and all that kind of stuff in the um, in in the forties and fifties. And um, that type of behavior, of course, um, was not allowed because um, for you know the reasons that that those cases. <laughs> but but the, the thing with the the, the um the the difference is I think Colorado and um and what was the other one that said that Michigan. general election Michigan. I think uh, they got Michigan, it right yeah. Michigan I think they got it right um because um I think that the states do control who goes on their ballots primaries are, are unlike in the Virgin Islands where primaries are government event it's it's um. It's, it's strictly funded by the politicians and stuff. Uh, they just use like the you know, government facilities, but uh, the government, but the parties pay for that stateside. So those are party events, and I don't think they can take the state can tell the party who to have a day ballot, mm -hmm. but the state can say who could be on a general ballot. And I, I think that's the, those are the correct rules. I think Colorado got it right. I think Michigan got it right. Um, um, but we gonna the, the, but the whole thing about colors of office, you know, obviously the guy was, um, you know, is, is a an officer of the United States. And what happened, like you said, in in, in now in the Colorado argument, you had the, the former Colorado Secretary of State who's now working for Trump. Earlier, when he was Secretary of State, he I think he actually prevented. Somebody from being on the ballot due to insurrection, right? No, no, no. It was it was the current Supreme Court Justice Neil Gorush, right? He, he, yes, he, yes he, in he, the Hassan case. Yeah, in the Hassan versus Colorado case, right? But Hassan wanted to run. Hassan wanted to Trump run for president. Was the Secretary of State of correct, Colorado correct, at the time? Correct. That is correct. Yes. That, that, yeah, that is correct. That is correct. And, and what yes, happened was, and I and, and I mentioned this yesterday, right? Yes. A, a current Supreme Court Justice, Neil Gorush, he was a 10th Circuit appellate judge, and a man by the name of Hassan wanted to run for president. And the, and, and the criteria, right, the eligibility criteria is as follows. You got to be 35, and yeah. you got to be born in America, right? Natural born. Natural yeah. born in America. Natural born uh -huh. American, right? And in his uh -huh. case, he's a naturalized citizen. Right. Right. So he went against. Uh, he he said, "No, I file in a suit. I want to. We know I should be eligible." And <laughs> mm -hmm. and and and, uh, no. and he he filed a case in Colorado, which is in Tenth Circuit. And while current Supreme Court Justice Gorush was a a a a, a third a Tenth Circuit judge, he said, mm -hmm. "No, this is a state issue, and the state got a right to keep you off the ballot." Right. Mm -hmm. So so Doc Cole, check this out now. Gorush was nominated to the Supreme Court by Donald Trump, right? <laughs> so now the question now coming to Gorush, right? Again, if uh, 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 of course this is under the expectation that Trump is going to appeal the Colorado uh, Supreme Court ruling, right? Um, Supreme Court Justice Gorush, what is your take now, right? Uh -huh. Because 
the same argument applies not from a natural born uh, American argument, but from what uh-huh. Colorado did, where Colorado said uh-huh. Donald Trump definitely. can't be on the ballot. So is it, what, what, so, so yeah. they speculated no dog school, right? What go rush gonna that's, do? That's the that's the that's that's the, the beauty of uh, uh, the the Constitution of the United States, yes, right? sir. And powers that were given, powers that were given to the state, right? And I like to deal with this constitutional thing from a, a political science uh, perspective and a civic perspective. Uh-huh. Powers were given to the state, and the state have powers to run uh, elections. Now, the Colorado ruling is, is, is in particular now going, hopefully going to the Supreme Court if Trump want to continue stalling, right? He has a specific period of time in order for him to appeal, right? Correct. The issues at the Supreme Court, as, as the learned counsel have said, is what happened at the, at the, the appellate court or the circuit court Procedure, right? They've been looking at procedure. Did the court follow certain procedure? Did they grant uh, grant grant them the certain privilege that they were supposed to have? So due, when they due process, the yeah, court, yeah, the due, the due process they're entitled to, correct? Right. Uh, were they given were they given that due process? But now it's going up there now. The Supreme Court is now looking at those issues, and then I believe is going to move towards constitutionality, right? Mm-hmm that the power belongs to the state. Now, if the state say in Colorado that he can't be on the ballot, now, doing that becomes a constitutional problem, correct? Because yes. now, now the, 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 the justices now have to interpret Supreme, the, 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 the U.S. by the appellate court. You're, so, talk, you're, you're talking about the U.S. Supreme Court justices now have to interpret. Yeah, the U.S. Yeah. Supreme Court justices. Yes, because they have to interpret the 14th Amendment, correct. which was Absolutely. used to justify... Uh, Yes, so that is how they're going to have to look at it from the 14th Amendment uh, perspective. Article 3. At, Ar- Article 3 yeah. of, of the 14th Amendment. Yeah. 14th Amendment, because now it becomes an issue where the Constitution and the rights granted to states are now being challenged, and that is where the Supreme Court comes in now to make law for the entire uh, federal government. Right, right. yeah. but, so but, 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 but. Gorsuch, uh, Gorsuch, you know. Yeah. Uh, Gorsuch, I apologize. Gorsuch, yeah, Gorsuch. Gorsuch, oh. yeah. if, if he, if if he is doing the right thing and being consistent, <laughs> yeah, being consistent, oh. yeah, he got the rule. He's supposed to rule with Buffalo, or he might just say, "I want to recuse myself from this one." You there you go. There, there you go. Okay, I want there to recuse go. myself from it, this one because I was a part of a decision. At the lower court level. That's right. So yes. that is what that is what we're looking at in terms of mm-hmm. federal law, the Fourteenth Amendment, right? In this case, and, mm-hmm. and like I said, and I said that the founders said the state have the right to run election, and we yes. can say we don't want you on our ballot. It now becomes the Fourteenth yes. Amendment. No, but but, but 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 you know, it goes back to what I remember. I told you about Sinclair all the time and all that stuff, right? And you got to change. Right, and 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 remember, I also brought up the fact we shouldn't get in the business of assuming people are going to vote a certain way because they are registered Democrat or they're supposed to be a, a liberal, and on the other side, a registered Republican supposed to be conservative. Do you know that 
the seven Supreme Court justices in Colorado are all Democrats, and three yes. of them dissented, which is beautiful. Yes. To me, this, 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 this is proof that the system works, right? Uh -huh. Because the assumption is, well, it's all Democrat uh, and the Supreme Court, all seven of them going to rule the same way. And Dwayne Henry, that wasn't the case. And, and those three dissenting arguments, they made some valid points in those three dissenting arguments, Dwayne Henry. Yes, actually, yes, absolutely. As a matter of fact, um, uh, mostly, mo mostly, mostly procedurally, though, because all seven of them agreed that uh, he did participate or engage in the yes. insurrection on January yes. 6, twenty one. Right. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and but um, it's like um, George Conway, um, who was married to. Um, Les, Shelly Ann. Yeah, 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 yeah. The crazy one. Very, yeah. very conservative lawyer. Yeah. Um, went to a Kelly, Kelly, Kelly Ann Conway. Yeah. Kelly Ann, yes. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but, but George is a, a member of the Federalist Society and stuff like that. And he had, so he said, I like to read the dissents first. <laughs> right. Yes. Because, because the dissents have better languages. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and, 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 it, and it helps you absorb the majority. Even if you, whether you agree with the majority or not, yeah. the dissents help you understand how the majority got to where they got. No, it's awesome. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry. No, no but so, it, it, the gorgeous now, we're going to see what he does. Um, I think the proper thing would be for him to recuse for the same reason that Senator Cole said. That um, because he decided it at a lower thing, and, mm -hmm. and that's what Elena Kagan, who is probably the most recused uh, judge or justice in, in, in this current court, um, she recuses herself because remember she was a president's counsel for years under Clinton. Oh, okay, I okay, think. and 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 Obama, especially under Obama, she was uh, the whole first year she was Obama's um, legal counsel, mm -hmm. so she was involved in all those legislation. That that, 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 that came before the Supreme so Court. She, she has recused herself from everything. And, and she did the right thing. Uh -huh. uh, uh, one more yeah. thing. One more thing. And, and this is where the, the, the Trump camp um, uh, are, are conflating uh, a criminal penalty, right? Section 3. Conflating. What the language? Yeah, man. You're not, no, no. <laughs> Section 3 of Article 14 imposes a civil consequence, not a criminal penalty. In other words, they ain't saying that Trump got to go to, go to jail. All they're saying is he is not eligible to be on the ballot, which is the civil consequence. We'll take a break and be back right after this. that black smoke was constantly coming out of the burn pits 24 seven. And my reaction to it was like, wow, that doesn't sound very safe. I wonder what that's about. And in my mind, I couldn't imagine at the time that type of system operating could potentially harm our service members. Journalism that seeks and reveals. That's On Point with me, Magna Chakrabarty. Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. How do we know words? How do we accumulate words? Writer Edna O'Brien. Are they there in us before we know them? She follows a quest many writers can understand. As if these words were the generators of some kind 
of magic. Authors, artists, sports, news, and maybe even some magic. Every Saturday on Weekend Edition from NPR News. Weekend Edition, Saturdays at 8 a.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. I'm Aisha Roscoe, host of Weekend Edition Sunday, where we're not just interested in what's going on in the world, but why it's happening and how. Details are important. So are different points of view. We're dedicated to bringing you the stories behind the big events and the small ones, too. Join us every Sunday morning for Weekend Edition from NPR News. Weekend Edition, Sundays at 8 a.m. on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. There are many complex issues that arise in our territory. Comes with the territory with Leslie Comision. Join me, Leslie Comision, for a breakdown of political issues facing our territory, one conversation at a time. I'm here to be the voice you can rely on for information that is straightforward and comprehensive. Tune in to be a part of the discussion. It all comes with the territory. Comes with the territory airs Sundays at 1 p.m. and re-airs at 7 p.m. on WTJX-TV Channel 12. Here and Alex is having a great uh, Bush tea discussion, a civics class on Thursday. Normally we do Arch Thursday, but that can be tomorrow. Okay, tomorrow in the second hour, we have some artists that can be joining us in hour number two. I got Doc School joining me, the handle from St. Thomas, and Dwayne Henry joining me uh, here on St. Croix. Uh, Doc's Terry T, Terry T uh, weighed in with an excellent point. He said, Good morning. Natural born versus born in the USA are two different things. Ted Cruz was born in Canada. But his mother was born in the 50 states. He inherited her natural-born status. John McCain was born in Panama, the Canal mm -hmm. Zone, right? It was considered that he was born on U.S. sovereign soil since the zone was run by the U.S. military. So the question is, is a Virgin Islander or Puerto Rican eligible to run for president? Or, no. a, or, or Guam or American Samoa or um, CNMI? Why not? But here's that. I got better ones. I got better ones for you. <laughs> Just like um, uh, Terry said, he's correct. The court has says a natural-born citizen means somebody born in the, 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 the 50 states of the District of Columbia or somebody who claims citizenship through their parents. Mm -hmm. Right. And my mother, and my mother was a cruise ship, right? Mm -hmm. My father was born in New York. Yeah. I born in Saint Croix. I could run. You could run. Yeah, yeah. I I born in I born in New York, so I could run naturally. You know what I mean, right? Think about it. I could run. Yeah, yeah. My father born in New York, and my mother born in Saint Croix. But even if my father born here, both of them were American citizens. Yes, yes. So I still get it. In other words, if it's a second generation Virgin Islander. I don't think there's a question. No, but let me ask this question. Suppose you were born in Nevis, like Ducks, and Mommy born in New York. You still eligible to run for president? Absolutely. Wow. Like Cruz. Yes, yes. 
Yes. Absolutely. By, just the, like by, Ted Cruz. by the way, he want people to know, but his name is Rafael, no? He like to use that word, yeah, Ted. But he, 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 he changed it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Martin Sheen is Estevez. Yeah, you yeah, know? Estevez. Yeah, Car- like he brought out Carlos, right? He brought out Carlos, yeah. but he's an Estevez. And he son, that's what he sounded. out. He sounded like, used to read name. Estevez, Emilio, uh, Emilio, Emilio, correct, correct. Yeah. Yeah, now, now let me ask uh, this question, and it's a Georgia-related question again. Ducks, right, um, in Georgia, um, Meadows and Trump using the argument that they were officers. They were, they were walking, right? They were walking while they were while they were asking Raffensburger to find eleven thousand eight hundred and seventy votes. So, for the purposes of that particular argument in Georgia, they claim um, office, right? However, in Colorado, Judge Sierra Wallace said, "Well, she don't know if the president is actually an officer as it relates to how the language is in the Constitution." So, you're making an argument in one state, right? That I, the color of office. You're using a, you're benefiting from another argument in Colorado, claiming that um, he he should remain on the ballot because he is not an officer. Um, I'm sorry, um, Doc Cole. There is some inconsistency there. Could 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 right? If the Supreme Court rules, right? If the Supreme Court rules in Georgia. That the reason why we're going to reverse the color, I mean, Colorado, I mean, the Colorado argument is because he is not an officer as it relates to interpretation and language in the Constitution. Then doesn't that kill his argument in Georgia? It, it, should, it should kill his argument in Georgia because, as we mentioned earlier, the Supreme Court uh, interprets law uh, based on the Constitution and the constitutionality of these laws, right? And then it becomes applicable to. All the states, right? Federally, correct that thing? Is that is that a, is that a legal a, a legal question that needs some kind of clarification, to Henry? Well, I, that that is how I understand it. Yeah. So I, I want a learned attorney to 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 tell me that is. That's correct. that's why I asked you now, Council. How would you how would you view that situation there? I'm sorry, I was changing my head for you. You you mean with the whether it was color office or not? Well, well, what 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 in one state? He can't use the office argument because in another state they're claiming he is not an officer. Yeah. Well, that, 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 that's it. I think that's a problem for him. Are you, are we yes, yeah, okay. So, so, yeah, I think, we, we can hear you now. Yeah, go ahead. Because, no, we can hear you now. Go ahead. Um, you know, the, the 11th Circuit is saying that that own judge, but then he's attempting to use it. Oh, right. there, any judge. It's almost like an estoppel argument. That's why I'm just going to ask you about judicial estoppel. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because because yeah. we, we, we went through that in 2017, late mm-hmm. 16, early 17 with the Kevin Rodriguez issue, right? Uh, right. Where, he, where he was making one argument at the Superior Court level and then another uh-huh. argument at the Supreme Court level. And he, right. was, he was, quote, judicially estopped, right? Yes, so, so, so how do we... What, uh, so the question is, um, is judicial estoppel, the application of it, limited to the same case, or can you use another case to stop somebody from using an argument in another case? I would say it would have to be the same person trying to use it. What about the same case, though? No, it would have to be the same person. person. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, I understand what you're saying now. Okay, good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it would have to be the same party. 
that I went to this court and I got something, and then I got to another court. I can't change my argument. Yeah, yeah. And I said, and I sent you a case, right? There was a, there was a case with a, a, yes, a situation, yes, yes. A, a, a river and border situation up in yes. Maine, up in Maine and New Hampshire, right? Mm -hmm. And in '77 they used one argument, and then in 2001 they tried to use another argument about which state the river border on, and they had right, to let them the and, 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 yeah. and, and it was appealed to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court with Ruth Bader Ginsburg put an end to it. The vote was eight to nothing. They claim. Yeah. Yeah. You can't use an argument in one court and then use a different argument about the same matter in another court. You can't work. Right. Okay. And, and the rationale behind that is that you go to the one court and you get one one decision, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Now you want a completely different outcome in a different situation. You want to go. You can't have your cake and eat it too like that. You know, you can't use one court to get one decision. It, it, in a certain case, and then, um, with, like, like say, I got to the Superior Court, I got a decision against um, Neville James, right? Now, I want to sue Doc School before, you know, a different, you know, similar thing, but I don't, but I want a different outcome with Doc School. Uh -huh. I can't go and switch up my argument because no, I don't want, you know, I don't want the same decision that I got with, with, um, thing. That, that, that's, just insanity. No, you sent me an article this morning, and Doc Scott, one of the things that we have given Donald Trump credit for, right? And you go call a speed a speed, regardless of his politics. You know, uh -huh. he, he's good at what he does, right? Yeah. And, and, and his supporters, they support him blindly, right? However, the first poll came out, and I believe it was a Newsweek poll, right, Dwayne, Dwayne Henry? Yeah. Uh, and, and the poll... Yeah, the one I sent you. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and, and the poll speaks to... I think the question asks, and I'm looking it up now. I want to make sure I got it. I got it's it. the people who approve of Colorado's ruling. Yes, yes, that's that's what it was. That's what it was. And um, and they said Donald Trump's Colorado problems just got a whole lot worse. Newsweek, right, conducted a poll, Doc School, and here are the results. I mean, you YouGov, YouGov surveyed three thousand four hundred and ninety-two U.S. adults on Wednesday. The polling company found that 54% agreed with the decision, while 35% disagreed, right? 84% of Democrats backed the move, while 8% disagreed. Meanwhile, perhaps most surprisingly, while 66% of Republicans disagreed with the court decision, 24%, just, just under a quarter, approved, showing significant discontent towards the GOP frontrunner within his own party. Doc Skoll, you and I, had, you and Rocky and, and, and Rani and Dwayne and I, when we talk about this topic, we have always said he is a dominant player in the Republican Party. However, that could change should there be a conviction or in this case, to a lesser extent, a ruling against him in the Colorado Supreme Court. What, what's your take? Do you believe, you still you still hold on to that that he he running a, a a fine line and he need to be careful with his court cases and how it impacts how he's viewed as a candidate? No, he he ain't running a fine line. That's 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 the only line he has to run. He has to go, and if he gets if he gets uh, a decision against him, he still believe that he can kill somebody in 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 central in central park. <laughs> 
and the people gonna still vote for him. Fifth Avenue, yeah. man. Fifth Avenue, not Central Fifth Park. Fifth. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He still believe that. He still believe that these people think it. And if you look at the percentage of 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 Republicans. Is what you said, 25%, I think. 66% of Republicans disagree with the court decision. 24% approved. Right. So the 24% is still below his polling numbers are where, where, where you have the Democrats, you have the Republicans. And the, what we always talk about, Neville and Council, is the central issue of the independent. Well, let me give those numbers right now, because, you know, this is analyze right. this, and we got these numbers right here. You know, <laughs> so this, this, this is analyze this, right? 48% approve, 35% disapprove. Okay. With the, with, with the Colorado Supreme Court decision. Yeah. So so you're not even at a 50% threshold, yeah. and, and you, you Trump has percentage that is... That Republican that is up there, so that thirty four percent connect up with that. I think Trump Trump is going to continue to hold that line. Mm -hmm. That regardless of what I do, I am above the law, and and my supporters believe I'm above the law, and they will stick with me. No, 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 no. Dovetailing on that, I come to you, do Henry. Is, uh -huh. Isn't this the problem that the Republicans have had um, since the MAGA thing came out? Where, um, according to a lot of Republicans, like John Sununu. And, and those who got a problem with Trump, they make this argument. Trump can do good in the primary, and, and for those who he endorsed, they do well in the primary. But when they go to general elections, we keep losing. What's the argument there? Uh, what's your perspective there, Dwayne Henry? Well, the, you see, the, remember the problem with 24% on the Republican side? Is that's right. one of the highest numbers in opposition to, to Trump. Internally. Cold this year. Yeah, yeah, internally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the highest um, opposing numbers he's ever gotten. Usually it'll be like 3 and 4% and 90-something percent mm -hmm. is in favor of him. But here it is. You got 20-something percent now that doesn't think that he should be on the ballot, meaning doesn't think that he should run. For, for his own, so for, for, for his own run, party. Where do you think that 24% going? But, but not only that, right? Um, and, in and, a general, and, and, doc, and doc, Docs and, and Dwayne and the audience, I want you to process what I'm saying now. If 84% of Democrats agree with what the Colorado Supreme Court did and 8% per, disagreed, it would be in Trump's best interest for those numbers to be absolutely reversed on the Republican side. In other words, 8% agree and 84% disagree. But in this case... Three, three times more Republicans agree with the Colorado Supreme Court position than, uh -huh. than, than Democrats who disagree. And that, that's to me, and that, 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 that's the point that you're making, correct. Yeah, that, that 24%. Yeah, yeah, but you got bring in the independent vote. The, that well, is where this thing is going to swing. The independent vote is high in terms of... 40, for, for, terms 48 of to 35, which means that we got 17% right. yeah. undecided. So that independent vote now becomes the issue yeah. to balance out what you're talking about, Neville. But, but, but not only that, independents don't balance out the more. Independents, they don't win the election for you because, because on one side, you got, you got extremists and the other I say you got the extremists at the, at the end of the spectrum. It is those independents who determine the winners nowadays, man. We and, know that. And that is where that thirty-four, that that percentage of independents. For, forty-eight versus forty-eight versus thirty-five. Yeah, they they right. gonna, they, they gonna determine 30, the winner. That yeah. thirty-five percent of 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 those independents are leaning towards Trump. 
yo, this this, this gonna be this 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 gonna this gonna be a civics lesson. Twenty twenty four gonna be the greatest civics class. Dwayne Henry, Doc School, and the audience that we gonna ever yes. experience because and you know something we need it and something we didn't touch yeah. on and saving it for down the road. The the argument now is the clause that they are looking at this Article Three of sex of Section Four uh, of Amendment the Fourteenth Amendment right. Uh-huh. Is so old because it's a civil yes. war. It's a civil yes, war yes, thing, yes, right? Yes, yes. And so people are saying, "Well, why we got to go all the way back, right, to settle this matter?" And here's the answer: We've never had a situation like what happened on January 6, twenty twenty one. That's the reason why. Thank you. Real quick though, you know what? The the, the conservatives like to say strict constructionism, Antonin Scalia and them. This is a plain reading of the text of the Constitution. Plain, okay, plain. So if you want to play that game, there we go. <laughs> Yo, I like and and hey and and, and uh, Dwayne, we we, we uh-huh. uh, in speaking with um, Chief Judge Vern Hodge, I brought yes. uh, I brought a, a new terminology. You know, the Supreme Court, right? Docs, wait, wait, wait. Um, a legislative judiciary man. That's what the Supreme Court be, man. Alito, Alito like to kung vote. He's like he's like he's like he's like Celestino White. He's a majority whip. He didn't count to vote. You check. So so we yeah, learned hey. something. Hey gentlemen, enjoy your bosom and Sawasap respectively. Of course. Merry Christmas. I'll see you later. Merry Christmas. Yeah yeah. And don't forget to tell the, the magistrate that yeah, we're talking to you. Right. And uh, right. Doc School, thank you for the for the for the late week appearance yeah. here and analyze <laughs> this for some bush tea. And uh, I'll talk with you on Wednesday. Okay, Docs, we can do a table talk All on right. Wednesday. Okay? I got you. Appreciate you. Got it. Appreciate you. Without a doubt. And thank All the right. audience and thanks for the contribution. Terry T, excellent point there with respect to bond versus natural bond and all that good stuff. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Lorna Nichols. And thank you very much, Professor Honoré, uh, for contributions uh, today. Be good and be safe. And Cecil Villanueva, down there in uh, Puerto Rico. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye bye. The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. News happens all week, all around the world. If you want to understand what this French election is all about... Four candidates are running unopposed, and three of them met reporters Thursday. Whatever the outcome of today's elections, the secessionist genie is out of the bottle. News, analysis, perspective, music, books, and sports, too. Saturday on Weekend Edition from NPR News. Weekend Edition, Saturdays at 8 a.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. Human beings have been making music for tens of thousands of years. It brings us together. It has the power to communicate emotions and ideas. It's a profound part of the human experience. Hear the stories behind the music you love and new music you might fall in love with. I'm Raina Duras. Join me for in-depth interviews with artists who are continuing that musical history on World Cafe. Weekdays at 10 p.m. on WTJX-FM 93.1.